Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm your host, Ty Kersley. This week's show, Kids and Guns Part 2, Survivor Voices. Fellow gagger Libby Edwards speaks with gun violence prevention activist Manuel Oliver from Change the Ref about his vigil and meetings at the White House. Then, Sarah Lerner, activist and teacher from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, explains what she and her community have experienced as survivors and shares details about the anthology Parkland Speaks and her organization, Teachers Unified to End Gun Violence. But first, the in memoriam. This is a time during our show where we honor those who have lost their lives to gun violence to inspire us to continue this work. In remembrance of Valentina Oriana Peralta, 14 years old, December 23rd, 2021, North Hollywood, California. Valentina Oriana Peralta was shopping with her mother for a quinceanera dress and inside a dressing room when she was struck by the bullet from a Los Angeles Police Department officer. Carolina Peralta, Valentina's aunt, said Valentina had been a shy girl in Chile, but that everything was turning out well for her in the U.S., where she had reconnected with family, including her beloved older sister, and was becoming more outgoing, shared Carolina Peralta. Valentina died in the arms of her mother inside the dressing room, her aunt said. My sister does not understand how this tragedy could have happened, just when they had managed to reunite the family. The assault suspect was shot and killed by police, and a woman who was injured by the suspect was transported to a local hospital, police said. Police critics and others outraged by the girl's death blasted the LAPD for opening fire in an occupied clothing store, citing the shooting two days before Christmas as just the latest example of what they see as LAPD officers being too quick to fire their weapons. LAPD officers had shot at least 37 people in 2021, killing 17 of them, substantially more than they shot or killed in either of the last two years. Valentina, we remember you. This programming is being brought to you by BAI listeners in support of the Tower Fund Drive. The Tower Fund will ensure that WBAI can broadcast into the future by helping to raise the $200,000 annual rent for the transmitter at Four Times Square. To make a donation in any amount you can, go online to towerfund.wbai.org or call 212-209-2950. We at Radio Gag thank you for your help in keeping WBAI commercial-free, listener-sponsored radio. Manuel Oliver is the father of Joaquin, also known as Guac, a victim of the Parkland shooting. He and his wife Patricia recently held a 15-day protest to demand that the administration step up its commitment to address gun violence and to announce a clear plan of action at State of the Union address. Hi. Oh, how are you? We're good. How are you? Well, tired. Yes. Um, Let's feel. Um, 
I think we did a lot this week and let's see what happens next. Manny, you and your wife, Patricia, lost your son, Joaquin, during the shootings at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. It seems as though you've turned your personal grief into activism. Can you talk a bit about the action you recently did in Washington, D.C., and the response you received? Right. Well, thank you for for having me here. I'm still in D.C., so probably I'll have a couple of more meetings before I go back to Florida. There is a lot going on right now in my head after that meeting. I am probably more concerned, okay? And I'm, and I'm sorry to, to bring these uh, attitude to all my friends and other activists and groups out there, but I don't see the uh, need of urgency from this administration, uh, which means that if this administration is not the one that is gonna take care of this, I don't know who will in terms of politics, okay? Now, there are a few ways that we can take this. We can take this, and I was, uh, listening to other friends that we have in common. This is not in any way a reason to give up. This is a reason to do more. And on a personal way, I am not having any more meetings or vigils or, or uh, uh, summits or if we are not working and really discussing an action. I am not willing to do that anymore. In other words, if the administration is not willing to do that, then we will need to do it. Uh, I had a meeting with five people. That was it. That's, that's who's in charge, okay? Um, that's the highest level of people that are actually trying to prevent gun violence. This is the equivalent of the NRA, the gun industry, and the gun lobby together. So, and they seem not to understand that we need a way powerful group of people and that we need a leading voice. My invitation was direct. I said, I, we want, because by the way, you were all represented that day through my voice and Joaquin. Um, we want President Biden to declare war on gun violence during the State of the Union. That will bring another new narrative to us. We, we will have the endorsement of the leader of this nation, which happens to be, according to some, the most powerful nation in the world, with us. So the bottom line, and I don't want to, um, I don't like long answers because we can talk a lot if I short my answers. Uh, bottom line is that there's, I, I don't feel better than before uh, I feel that uh, I, I have more commitment and we need to be more effective. We talk a lot. We have fun doing uh, activism and, and disruptive. I don't need to tell you how, because if we talk about disruption, you are the, the kings of that. Um, so we do a lot of disruption, but it's time to get to work. And when we say demand, we will demand. When we say uh, enough is enough, we really mean enough is enough. It cannot just be a sign that we hold up. It's, it's, this is it, zero tolerance. Is there, do you have a website or um, other presence that talks about where people can go to get more information and to put pressure you on know what? makers? 
I don't. I don't have it. I don't um, because, and I could give you the changerep.org page. Yeah, go there. But these are the kind of things that we need to change. Um, we promote a lot ourselves. We sell t-shirts. We do this and that. And it, it requires more than that. It, I, I mean, I'm calling a, a international creative task to get together. I have been working with a lot of advertising firms and to really commit in making a national um, campaign. And I, and I asked the, um, Mr. Cedric and, and Susan Rice in that meeting, would you, would you have the money? Would you pay for media for that? I can make an amazing campaign, but if nobody looks at it, it's like doing nothing, right? If you have a, only my friends are looking at the Vegas campaign or at the, then we're, we're not reaching enough people. We need a social shift that could happen only if we have the budget to put our message out there. I'm not waiting. I know we need to go ahead and vote. We will, we did. How many hours did we put on this administration. And I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm pointing there because the White House is right behind. <laughs> How many hours we were outside screaming, shouting, marching, drawing, painting, and doing sculptures so they can be in power. Right. So what am I supposed to do? I have to do another campaign next year so more of them can be in power. And then what? So we're going to have to wait till November 2022 to see if we have enough members in Senate to pass the bills. What's going to happen between today and then besides another 45,000 people dying because of gun violence? And who's going to fight for those things? Well, guess what? We are. Because I have zero tolerance. And if, have a, if more things like this need to be done, if we need to set an office in front of the Senate, we will. Now, we cannot do um, limited time uh, activations. We have to turn that in unlimited time activations. You never know when I'm gonna stop. If you think this is gonna be for five days standing in front of Capitol Hill, ha, huh? no, 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 sir. You have no idea how long we're gonna stay here. So there's a lot that we need to replan and, and put together. And of course you guys are, Again, you're the kings of disruption. So um, let's keep on doing what we're doing, but with zero tolerance, zero tolerance. You've been listening to Manuel Oliver, father of Joaquin Oliver, gun violence prevention activist, who has been holding a vigil outside the White House during December in order to meet with President Biden and the highest officials to save lives and declare war on gun violence. And this is WBAI 99.5 FM on your radio dial, Radio Gag. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. For more from Manuel Oliver, look for our upcoming special featuring Parkland Speaks, an anthology of the writings of survivors of the mass murder at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Stay tuned today for our guest, Sarah Lerner, teacher at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas and editor of Parkland Speaks. 
So Sarah, you survived the horrendous shooting incident at Parkland. What have you observed in your community and school as survivors struggle with the aftermath of this gun violence? And, and how are you dealing with it in your own life? And we also want to hear about your book. <laughs> okay, so the community. Um, it has been, it's been difficult. Um, it, this school year in particular, COVID aside, has been very strange because all of the students who were on campus that day have graduated. Last year was the last class, but there is still, I mean, at my last rough guesstimate, at least 50 plus teachers who were on campus that day who are still working at the school. So it's this constant you know, we go to work every day and we go to a place where 17 people were killed and 17 more were injured. And we do it because we love it. And, you know, from my classroom, I see building 12 every day when I open the door and I walk into my room and it's heavy and it's difficult, but, you know, not a day goes by that I don't think about who we lost and what we lost and what I went through. And while I was never Joaquin's teacher, he was friends with uh, most of my seniors. So he was in my room every so often. So, you know, like, like most teachers, they really, you know, I felt like I knew him well, but I never had the pleasure of being his teacher. But through everything that happened, I have gotten to know Manny and Patricia, and you know, I'm just in such awe of the work that they're doing, you know, which is making the work that I do easier. And, you know, as far as how I'm taking care of myself, um, it's, a, it's a big question. I have, you know, I, I've always been a huge proponent of mental health and I have been, you know, in therapy throughout my life for various reasons, but certainly after the shooting, I, I needed to seek counseling to just kind of process everything. Um, Jamie Guttenberg was my student that year, I had Meadow Pollock when she was a freshman. Like I said, I didn't have Joaquin, but I knew him. Um, you know, I I knew Chris Hickson well and Aaron Feist well, and it was just, it was a lot. And I was in my room for three hours with 15 kids until the SWAT team let us out. And I had students and coworkers who were among the injured. So, you know, it's a lot to process. So. I was diagnosed with PTSD, which is, you know, it's such a big umbrella term and it, it looks different on anyone who may have it. And I didn't think that I had it. And my husband, whose degrees and backgrounds are in psychology, although he's not practicing, um, you know, he's like, I think you have PTSD. And at first, I just looked at him like that. I don't even, how is that possible? Like I, 
yes, I was on campus, but I wasn't in the building and I didn't, you know, I didn't see anything. And when I mentioned that to the therapist, she opened up the DSM-5. We have the DSM-4 here, so she's clearly fancier than we are. And like it, and she showed it to me. It said, you know, you have PTSD if you have one of the following. And like, I had all of them, but it's so hard to, I don't know, like if you have diabetes or you have cancer or you have something, you know, like that, there are these textbook symptoms and things, but with trauma, it's so different because even those of us who went through it on campus together, it affects us differently. So over the almost four years, I have really learned to do things and be around people who bring value to my life and make me happy and, you know, cut out the things and the people who are triggering or are stressors or, you know, make me uncomfortable. And that has been a huge help. And you had asked me about Parkland Speaks. So I was contacted in March of 2018 by the senior editor at Random House. And she asked me if I would be interested in working on an anthology of writing and photos and artwork from students at school. So of course I said yes, because it's important to have the survivor voice out there. So I collected things and over that summer, I read through and edited all of the pieces, which was very heavy. And the final versions of everything went to print in October of 18. And the book was released in January of 19, uh, like two or three weeks before the first anniversary. So it's, it, it, it is a collection of firsthand survivor stories and poetry, artwork, photography. I wrote two pieces that are in the book. Um, and it's really, it's very powerful and it's very important because it is those voices from the students and from the people who were there and experienced it directly and are still experiencing the after effects of all of it. And if I can just say one more project that I'm working on with Sari Beth Rosenberg and Abby Clements, who is a survivor from Sandy Hook, we have started um, an organization, Teachers Unified to End Gun Violence. And we're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Teachers Unify. And we are working to also give a platform to the teacher voice because that is often a voice that's left out of the conversation in terms of gun violence and not just school shootings, but neighborhood shootings, things in black and brown communities, violence against LGBT, suicide, like friendly fire, like it's all wrapped up in there. And while you as a teacher may not 
ever thankfully um, deal with gun violence directly at your school, you teach students who deal with these things for some on a daily basis. So we wanna be able to give the teacher voice a platform along with you know, what all of these other gun violence prevention groups are doing. And you know, that means a lot to me as a teacher, certainly, but also as a parent and the parent of an LGBTQ kid. And I want her to feel safe, you know, to be who she is without fear of being targeted because of who she loves and how she identifies. So it, that is like duly important to me. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful to meet you. And thank, thank you, same you for here. all your good work. And give Dana a hug for us. <laughs> I will. To find out more about working with us, please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at gazeagainstgunsny on Facebook and Instagram or gag no guns on Twitter. Come to a meeting. Here in New York, we meet one Thursday a month at 7 p.m. virtually and in person in the Manhattan LGBT Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting is January 27th, where we'll be planning all kinds of great actions and protests. So please join us. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. And another great way to get involved is becoming a WBAI buddy. WBAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. Just go to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Also, donate to our Tower Fund today and help WBAI take charge of our rent to four times square. Visit towerfund.wbai.org or call 212-209-2950. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we are back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. If you missed I Don't Want to Die, part one of our Kids and Gun series, you can listen to it and any of our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. Special thanks to Manny Oliver and everyone at Change the Ref. For information, just go to changetheref.org. And special thanks to Sarah Lerner. To learn more about Teachers Unified to End Gun Violence, just go to at Teachers Unify on Twitter. We leave you with our fabulous political singing quartet. Sing out, Louise.
got you on the run. If you are a felon, we want to take your gun. We want to take your gun. We want to take your gun. When we disarm you, we feel happy inside. If we prevent just one mass shooting, no one dies, no one dies, no one dies. Oh yeah, we'll tell you something. We got you on the run. If you are prone to violence, we want to take your gun.